I'm Rachel Olstead, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. As a life coach, I help women just like you harness the power of your thoughts to take your good life and make it great. Join me each week here for inspiration, stories, and practical life coaching tools with real life application to start taking small steps towards creating the life of your dreams. Hey guys, welcome to episode 80 of the Dream Builder Society podcast. This week we are talking all about gratitude and gratitude practices just in time for the week of Thanksgiving here in the States. And before we jump in and dive into all of the content that I have prepared for you guys today, I just want to express my gratitude for you and for our listenership and for all of the incredible women, mothers, men too. I know that we have some men that are listeners of the podcast and I just want to say thank you. I want to also give a special shout out to my incredible podcast producer, Alyssa. Thank you for the work that you do and thank you to all of you who listen, all of you who subscribe, who follow along, who leave reviews and to all of the clients as well. And women that I have been able to work with and help in the past over two and a half years now that just like inspire me so much to continue sharing this amazing content and continue growing and learning myself and digging into the work that I do as a coach, as a life coach and as a mom, as a wife, right? This is what it's all about. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of all of you. All right. Today we are talking about gratitude. Okay. About being thankful, about being appreciative, about being filled with love and just thankfulness, right? Before I dig in fully, I will say, and when I was thinking about this podcast, there was almost like this little note of like, oh, that's so cliche. Like this thought popped into my head (laughs) because our brains, my brain is no different than yours. When we have, we just have lots of brain noise and lots of negative thoughts that just like pop up because that's how our brains work. And I had this thought pop up when I was thinking about what I wanted to do for this episode and what I wanted to talk about. And this thought came to my head of like, that's so cliche, Rachel. Why are you talking about gratitude the week of Thanksgiving? Like everyone does that. This isn't new, right? Like all of these crap thoughts, all of these garbage (laughs) thoughts. And what came to my head And what was like, kind of, I think, prompting some of these thoughts was that I feel like recently, and by recently, I mean, basically, since social media (laughs) has been like a big part of the world. So really, I would say like the past even like decade, I will say that the idea of being grateful has kind of like come along a little bit. And I don't know if I I don't know if you've experienced this or seen this or noticed it or even felt this, but I feel like that, like the idea of gratitude and gratefulness has sometimes come along with this like approach of cynicism as if like it's silly 
to be focusing on it or it's, you know, there's like so much bad in the world. So like, let's focus on that instead rather than this almost like fakey gratitude, right? Because I think there is a lot of fakeness in the world. I think there's a lot of inauthentic behavior and just ideas shared on social media. And I also think that there's been almost like a lot of poking of fun at the idea of gratitude, even with like hashtags, like hashtag blessed or hashtag thankful, grateful, blessed. Like I see this and I I get like, it's okay to poke fun at things, right? We don't have to be so serious and so buttoned up and so perfect all the time, right? Sometimes it is, it is funny. Okay. But I also want to really address the idea that like being wildly grateful is not a bad thing <laughs> and it's not something to um poke fun at. The truth is the more we're grateful for all of life, the good, the bad, and yes, you can be grateful for things that you don't like. Okay. You can find things within that scenario, within that person, within that event, within that circumstance to be grateful for, right? So for the good, the bad, everything in between, the more we're grateful for all of the things in life, the more peace we create for ourselves. And this is really interesting because I think a lot of people think that when they have a different circumstance, when they have a different situation, right? When they have a different job or more clients or more money or live in a different city or have better, more reliable childcare, for example, or they think that if they have a newer car or if their kids yell less or if their kids listen more, right? Or if, you know, they have like the beautiful home decor that they want. Like so many people fall into this trap of thinking that if they just had something or if their life was a different way, that then they would have more peace as if our circumstances create our feelings and they don't, you guys, they don't, our thoughts do, right? But I want to, I want you guys to really consider that peace and joy and love and these emotions that so many people are craving and that truly I don't think that there's enough of right now in the world simply because I, I, I don't think it's as focused on as the negative, right? As like the sad, the dark, the all, basically everything you hear on the news, <laughs> right? But gratitude can be a basically a conduit for peace. It can be the route and one of the routes to creating more peace for us right now. Like we don't have to wait to have peace. We don't have to wait to feel more love and more loved, right? We don't have to wait to have these feelings to feel more successful or alive or free, right? That can come right now and it comes through our thoughts, not our circumstances. And so one really beautiful way to create those feelings for ourselves, especially the feeling of peace and love and joy, I think a lot of people are striving for is through gratitude. Gratitude. 
And so I will also say that this podcast and some of the content that I'm sharing today is really coming from some pretty deep stuff on my heart right now in a good way that's stemming from me continuing to grow deeper in my faith in God, in Jesus. And you guys, he never promised us an easy life. He never promised that we would have an easy, breezy, beautiful life, right? And I want you to really understand that it is possible through the ups and downs and, you know, in the midst of the chaos and craziness that sometimes is life. I know my life right now is filled with a little bit more chaos than I would like simply because of, you know, the ages of my children and <laughs> just our, our living I don't want to say conditions because it's not bad. It's all good, but it's a little bit wild sometimes, right? We have three children, four and under, and lots of other circumstances that are just a little bit more chaotic than I would prefer, (laughs) but that's not a bad thing, right? It's okay. And in the midst of it all, there's so much to be insanely grateful for. And the reality is when we focus on gratitude, our brains go to work and seek out more to be grateful for. And I talk about this all the time, but I'm going to continue to talk about it because it's so important and not enough people are grasping this and understanding and really seeing how it's playing out. Like logically, you can say like, oh yeah, I know, like you know, what you focus on will grow, but really, really understanding and really seeing it for yourself and not just listening to this podcast or listening to other podcasts or reading books or whatever, and just like soaking in the content, but actually doing it, actually creating gratitude practices for yourself. And so, um, in a little bit later in the podcast, I'm going to share with you like many, many, many ways that you can actually dig in and create your own gratitude practices right now. But I want to share just a little bit about our our brains, right? And the idea of psychology. I'm kind of obsessed with the brain. I'm kind of obsessed with human behavior. And truly, I have studied it for so long. And I'm actually kind of surprised that I I don't have a degree in psychology. I do have a minor in psychology, but it's something that I'm just fascinated with and always have been, and I could nerd out on it all day. But this is the truth. There is science backing this, okay? It is proven that when we intentionally seek things out, out to be grateful for. We're literally affecting the chemistry and the formation of our brain and affecting the neural pathways in our brain, which are literally just like the roads essentially in our brain that we can train our brain, right? To keep firing those neural pathways, to continue to like use those neural pathways over and over and over again and creating new habits, right? Creating right now the habits that we have stem from the neural pathways that are most traveled, right? Most used in our brains. And so I want you to think about it just like different roads, right? If you take the same road every single time from your house to 
the grocery store, right? Like that has become a habit because like you're not changing it, right? You're taking the same road every single time you drive out of your driveway, you turn right, you go down the street, you go right, like you follow the same path and it becomes habitual, right? Like you don't even think about it. And that turns into, because it turns into a habit, it turns into something that you do really like unconsciously and automatically, right? Like a default habit. And so this is with our brains, right? As well, just like, just like we create habits, um, you know, in that we can see, okay. In our, in our world, in our lives, in our brains as well, we create like thought habits. Okay. And the same thing happens, for example, when we complain, okay, when we are complaining about the weather, about the amount of money that we have or don't have the way that our, you know, whatever, the way that your spouse or your husband or your friend like does something, right? If your husband always leaves, I don't know, my husband doesn't do this, but (laughs) I hear so often of people complaining about, for example, their husbands like leaving their clothes on the floor and not just putting them in the laundry basket, whatever it is, right? Whatever we complain about, okay, the more we complain that, then complain about those things, those neural pathways light up in our brain and our brain takes that as a signal of like, yes, we like this more, 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 more. Let's focus on this. Let's create more things to complain about, right? And that's when we get down like a really, really negative spiral. But we can also limit those neural pathways and instead take what maybe we could consider the road less traveled in our own brains, right? And often even in our own culture right now, and that road less traveled could be instilling more gratitude into our thought processes, more gratitude into our feelings, right? More gratitude that will inspire actions, right? That are positive and have like a really productive result for us and for other people too. Because the more we focus on gratitude and thoughts that create a feeling of gratefulness and thankfulness and peace and love and joy, we are literally decreasing stress hormones in our brain. We're decreasing stress hormones of like cortisol. We can also, and this is scientifically proven, that focusing on gratitude actually can decrease anxiety. It can decrease depression. Of course, I am not saying that it is always a remedy for actual diagnoses, right? For if you actually struggle like I do with depression and anxiety, like I'm not saying that, oh, just be grateful and do a daily journal you know, gratitude practice and all will be well, it will certainly help. But of course, like you have to be your own advocate if you do need medication, if you do need therapy or counseling or whatever, right? In addition to maybe life coaching, I do have, I have clients that do both and I have done both at the same time, which is really powerful. And so I'm not saying that like, gratitude is the prescription for um, decreasing anxiety and depression, but it certainly has a powerful impact. And I've seen that in my own life, like struggling with um, depression and anxiety since I was 17 years old and only ever taking medication for two different times, two different periods of time, I should say. 
gratitude and working on my mental health in other ways has been also extremely effective. I also think that there's a lot of like fake gratitude. And I want to address this before we dig into like the how and and the meat here. I think that um like cognitively, intellectually, we know that gratitude is good for us, right? And so like me telling you that it's good for good for you is is not probably coming as a shock, right? But I do think that there is, and I have experienced this in myself, and I've seen it in my clients and I've coached my clients on this as well, like fake gratitude right? Following this idea of like, fake it till you make it. If you like focus on being grateful so much that like, you'll just forget about your problems and everything will eventually work out and be good and great and perfect. Right. And I want you to be really like, I just want you to be on to yourself. Like, am I actually being intentionally grateful or am I just slapping on gratitude as like a band-aid? right? Because maybe you've experienced it where like you have something bad happen or have like a really negative thought or experience that creates a really negative emotion for you. And instead of actually, and this going goes back to processing emotions, which I have talked about like almost in like every single podcast episode this month, because apparently there are lots of people who need to hear this because this is like coming to, this is like coming to my mind, coming to my heart, as in like, I need to share this a lot. And so obviously there are people that need to hear this message, but instead of actually acknowledging the negative feeling and processing it all the way through, sometimes we just want to chase it away with gratitude and like slap a gratitude bandaid. Okay. I'm going to like create a term, like a gratitude band-aid. And we know that band-aids aren't an actual remedy, right? Like we know that band-aids don't fix things. They just maybe like cover it quickly or help a little bit, right? But they're, but they're not necessarily the, the end all be all like fix for something, right? And so I don't want you to think that like you can't be grateful, right? If you have something bad, because you can, you can, but I want you to first make sure that you acknowledge the bad stuff, the negative emotions and actually sit with it before like, um, flipping a switch and like pretending that it's not affecting you in a negative way. Right. And I, we oftentimes hear this and even say this to people oftentimes out of like a, a lack of, of words, right? Sometimes we're just like at a loss of words for what to say and how to like support someone. But you might even hear yourself saying this to yourself or to other people. Like if something bad happens, right? It's like, oh, at least dot, 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 fill in the blank. It's like, oh, this bad thing happened. Oh, let's quick find something to be grateful for. At least it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe it's like, this is like a ridiculous example, but I'm trying to like make light of the, of this a little bit. So it's like the idea of like, okay, my dog ate, and this actually happened to one of my friends a while back. My dog ate like some chocolate and he got kind of sick. 
right? And instead of being like sad or frustrated or like feeling, allowing yourself to like feel guilty a little bit that like you left the chocolate out where your dog could eat it. And I know this is a totally off the wall example (laughs) here, but it's like, instead of allowing yourself to feel frustrated or sad or like feel bad for your dog for being sick before you like express gratitude for your dog, it's like saying things like, oh, at least, you know, at least he's still alive or it could be, it could have been way worse. Like, let's just be thankful he's alive. Let's just be thankful that whatever X, Y, Z. And those expressions, those thoughts, those phrases are not in and of itself, you guys, bad. I don't want you to think that like you can't create some levity, right? Lighten up the situation and, and be a little bit more positive with that gratitude. I'm not saying that. In fact, those are actually like sometimes productive things to say, but I don't want you ever using them as like a cover up to experience experiencing negativity first. Like you're allowed to have those emotions. Okay. And then you can shift into that gratitude and it will feel a lot more real and a lot more genuine. And it won't feel like this fake. I'm searching in like the bottom of the well for some gratitude to hang on to. Like it won't feel fake. And you can actually say like, I am grateful for this experience because it taught me X, Y, Z, right? Or like, oh my gosh, I am so thankful for this amazing vet, or I'm so thankful that someone was home that like we have neighbors that care about us and our family and our pets or whatever that like saw our dog, whatever going on this like basically gratitude rampage, which I'm going to talk about here in a moment, but allowing yourself to experience negativity first before slapping on gratitude. Okay. Because it'll feel a lot more real and it will be so much more productive and beautiful when you really like can sink into that feeling of gratitude. Okay. So I want you to think about, okay, some of the different like incredible effects and benefits of gratitude, just as like a a good reminder, especially as we are approaching Thanksgiving here in the States, okay, we truly can get to a place where we intentionally focus on being grateful in all circumstances. And when we do that, there's so much more joy, fun, love, peace, freedom, excitement, passion, generosity, right? Like all of these beautiful things available to us. And those are some of the really incredible effects of gratitude. But not only that is like, it helps you increase your connection to yourself, connection to other people. It increases feelings of safety and security, which I think so many people are searching for. Focusing on gratitude and creating like practices of gratitude in your life actually increase levels of what are known as like the happy hormones, right? Dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, okay? Resulting then in, of course, more closeness, more connection, as I said, more happiness, right? 
Focusing on gratitude promotes generosity in you. It promotes the ability to receive, right? When we're feeling grateful and when we're focusing on gratitude, it helps us be a really generous giver and a really generous receiver, which a lot of people sneakily struggle with, okay? It helps you live more in the present moment and stop ruminating in the past and stop like obsessively living in the future. It helps you like stay grounded in the present. Um, focusing on gratitude also improves your quality of sleep, believe it or not. Your self-esteem, your self-talk, even your resiliency and your determination and your ability to like actually achieve your goals. Focusing on gratitude increases kindness, increases understanding, increases empathy, which I think we can all agree would be really helpful right now in our lives and in the world. And it, of course, increases your emotional intelligence, your overall mental health, and your hope for the future, right? Like that can't be discounted. What's to live for if we don't have hope for ourselves, for our family and friends and children and our world, right? And the people around us. So I want to share with you a few ways to um, express gratitude and to create some own gratitude practices in your life, whether it's like on an hourly basis, a daily basis, weekly, monthly, whatever. Okay. Sometimes you may have to dig deep to find some of these things. Okay. And you might have to, especially if you're feeling like really low or really down or really, um, your brain is like really firing those negativity neural pathways, those complaint routes in your brain. Sometimes this is going to take a little bit more work and effort, but it is going to be worth it. And I will say before I share some of these practices with you that it is incredibly important and, and effective to remain really consistent. Okay. Focusing on gratitude once every month is not going to rewire those neural pathways, right? We need to make this like a very consistent and intentional practice so that it is almost like default in the best way possible. So, um, I've actually created a list of 11 things. Okay. That I want to share with you as we wrap up here. So number one, gratitude practice is something that I've been doing for years now, and that's a three a day. Okay. And so literally it's just writing down three things that you are grateful for. Okay. And when I say things, it could be three ideas, three events, three people, three realizations, three actual like items in your life. Like it does not matter. Three things a day. Okay. That you are thankful for without repeating. And this is the fun part because it's like, it's easy um, it's pretty easy at least to be grateful for like, okay, I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for my home. Okay. Yes. That is a lot easier than finding like other things and other experiences, grateful for things that happened in our past, grateful for maybe successes that we've had, great finding gratitude in failures that we've had. Like there are so many things to be grateful for. And 
focusing on like three a day, okay, feels really doable for anyone, but also is going to stretch you a little bit, stretch you out of like your comfort zone. So you are like forced basically to find um, different things every single day that you're grateful for. And then when you write those things down, what I like to do is close my eyes and actually visualize those things and just sink into the feeling of like really deep gratitude. And so just to give you an example, I'm actually going to read to you what I literally wrote down this morning as my list of three. My first thing that I wrote down, I always write, thank you, God, that feels right to me. That feels good to me because for me, God is the giver of all good things. And so I like to, I like to reference my gratitude and, and focus my gratitude on God. You do whatever feels best for you. So I literally wrote down, thank you, God, for one, my sense of smell. Okay. This is something that I realized I took for granted when I got COVID. I lost my sense of smell for almost a week and it was extraordinarily difficult and it was, it created a lot of anxiety and a lot of like heightened feelings of sadness and like almost like a loss. It was like I was grieving, um, the ability to smell. And so, I, I am like truly thankful that I have that sense of smell back and find so many different ways to be excited that I can smell, which I realized that I did take for granted for a very long time. My number two, I wrote down, thank you, God, for high quality shampoo and conditioner. This is something that I did not ever use to splurge on. I do splurge and I have for several years now on very, very nice shampoo and conditioner to protect the hair that God gave me and to really take care of myself. And it's just fun to have good smelling like hair care. And so I'm thankful for that. (laughs) And the last thing that I wrote down is thank you, God, for our local mops meetings. I love getting to go and meet other moms with young kids, with older kids, getting to connect and build community and grow in my faith with them. And it's just a really great opportunity. So those are my three a day that I wanted to share with you today in like full transparency and authentic, I guess, authenticity that I really do do all of these things that I'm recommending to you. Number two, and I'm going to kind of go through the rest of these a little bit quicker. You can make of them what you would like, and I might actually include these in the show notes as well so that you can go back and, and take a peek at them as well. Number two, putting sticky notes around your home and making it more of like a visual practice as a reminder. Number three, downloading some different apps. I love, and I recommend this to most of my clients, the app Yap, Y-A-P-P is really fantastic. And you can also set alarms on your phone or like use the reminder app of like different questions like that will prompt you throughout the day that you will, that will kind of like get your brain back into the gratitude mode, right? Like what can you be grateful for right now? What's going well right now? What's, you know, maybe even prompts to just like help you focus on like what's something, you know, what's something that you are 
Like what's the last thing that you complained about and how can you find gratitude in that situation? Right. And so just different like ways to prepare yourself, right. Instead of like thinking about it, like if you forget in the moment to think about it and to shift into gratitude, it's like these reminders or alarms or, or apps will like prompt you to do that, which is really, really helpful. I find number four is do a gratitude journal. And this might be something you do every day, maybe every week, maybe every Sunday you have like a new practice. I like to do this as much as I possibly can. Okay. Of like just an open journal. Sometimes I set a timer so that I am a little bit more focused and it's like, okay, I'm just going to write openly about what's incredible right now, or pick a certain topic that you want to dig into and find, you know, thankfulness and sink into that feeling for maybe like five minutes, for example. Okay. You do what feels right for you. Number five, this is a fun one that I love. I call it a gratitude rampage. And so we, as human beings, especially when we're complaining, we find it, it's actually like pretty, pretty simple and almost like simply like dangerously simple to go down this negative spiral of like what's going wrong, what's going bad, what's not working, like, and, and to focus on all of the negative things. But instead going on a gratitude rampage is like, naming as many things as you possibly can. And sometimes I set a timer for this too, and like make it like a little game for myself, which is kind of fun of like, okay, all the things that I'm grateful for, like how many things can I name in the next minute? Right. And that is like an automatic perspective shifter. It's an automatic way like to increase your vibration and increase your positive thinking. And it's really, really productive and feels fun too. So a gratitude rampage. Okay. Um, number six is to write a gratitude letter to someone in your life. You don't even have to give it to them. It might be really kind and, and beautiful and a great experience to increase like that connection between you and someone else, but you don't have to give it to them. You will still gain the amazing benefits from even just writing the letter, but this can be really beautiful and to get you like recentered on all the things that you are grateful for about a specific person. And a challenge might be even like to find someone in your life that is not particularly like your favorite person. And maybe that has created like you know, maybe, maybe you have a strained relationship with them, or maybe they have done like some really horrible things or said some really horrible things that you are still like really ruminating on or are hurt by whatever. Okay. That might be a place for you to dig deep and like find gratitude for that situation or still for that person. Um, again, you don't have to give this letter to someone to still gain the personal benefits from writing it. 
Number seven is to make it a family experience. And we do this in my family every single November. We started this a couple years ago as like Kennedy was able to, our oldest was able to talk. This was helpful. Obviously our, our littlest two aren't really super vocal yet. Well, obviously our baby cannot talk, <laughs> but, um, this is something that, that we like to do now every November and every single evening we sit around the dinner table and we write down, we each have for every family member, even the little ones who can't write or talk, we write it for them. And we like to think outside the box. And our oldest has so much fun, like thinking about the fun things that like her siblings are thankful for. And every single one of us in our family writes down one thing each day for the month of November that we are really thankful for. And it's something that we look forward to and it gets the family involved and then we can turn it into, you know, a conversation or a prayer or whatever. And it's just a really great experience to kind of share that with our family as well. Number eight, this might be a little bit harder, but maybe writing down all of the things, making a list of all of the things that currently you do not like right now, and then maybe shifting them into something that you can be grateful for, right? Instead of being annoyed, finding one good thing you can find in every situation, right? So maybe, okay, maybe for example, I might write down right now something that is like really weighing heavily and I on I think so many of us is just for me something that I don't like and that feels that feels heavy right now is um all of the animosity between people and arguments about vaccinations in our country and in the world right now when we are thinking about covid and this is making me I have a lot of thoughts about it that are creating a lot of feelings for me of like sadness that there is so much animosity between people and lack of empathy and whatever, all of that. But I could write that down and then I could shift like, okay, what is there to be grateful for? Right. And so I might write down, like, I'm frustrated that there's so much animosity between people about, you know, vaccines right now. And instead I can rewrite that and I could say, I'm grateful that this is an opportunity to learn more about other people and their, their belief systems and grow stronger in my own values, right? Like whatever, it might be completely different than that for you. But that is one way to kind of shift like writing down what you don't like, and then immediately shifting to finding at least like a glimmer, like the diamond in the rough kind of thing, the glimmer of light in the darkness in those situations. Number nine is to keep yourself accountable and to have like make it something fun that you can do like with other people. And so maybe it's like having a gratitude, like group text with your spouse or family members, or, you know, some of your friends and just like sharing one thing that you're grateful for maybe each day or on a set day, like you guys share gratitude lists with each other or whatever, right. But keeping yourself accountable to other people and making it more of like a community thing rather than just like you by yourself, like journaling every day, which is not a bad thing, right? It's 
beautiful. I encourage it, but it's also really fun and helps you be a little bit more intentional about it when other people are involved. Number 10 is intentionally reaching out to one person every single day and telling them one thing, at least that you are grateful about them. This again will increase connection, increase connection to yourself and to other people, like the feelings of closeness and happiness and self-esteem, kindness, understanding, like this is going to be like a game changer. If you can commit to this every single day, find one person in your life or in the world that you can even like tell them what you're thankful for about them, or maybe even like give them a compliment, say something kind, right? And that will create a little bit more gratitude for you when you're recognizing, you know, the amount of kindness, the amount of gratefulness, the amount of connections that you have in your world. And then number 11 that I want to leave you guys with is of course, doing some sort of meditation or prayer all about gratitude. And maybe it's a specific topic of things that you are grateful for especially if you're struggling to like find that light in the darkness or are focused so much on the negative or the complaining or the negativity of other people maybe bringing you down. Like it does not have to, you're in control of how you feel. And it's the perfect time right now to shift into gratitude and to make this like a really beautiful practice in your life on a daily basis. All right. That's all I have for you guys today. Of course, if you want to dig in deeper with this work, not just with gratitude, but of really transforming your entire thought process, really transforming your mind and using the power of your mind and your feelings and your actions to create new habits and and reach goals in your life in so many different areas that you maybe didn't even realize was possible. Like life coaching may be for you. And so if you are interested, if you want to talk about what that can look like, of course, my door is always open to have that conversation. It all starts on a free consultation call. Sometimes I call them clarity calls. This is an opportunity for us to explore kind of what you are working on in your life, in your business, in any area of your life or business as well, and um, really figuring out what we can create together to help you really create the life that you desire. And gratitude is, is one of those first steps. So anyways, there's a link in the show notes for your free consultation call. There's also, I'm going to link again, the list of 11 gratitude practices that I'm recommending for you. And I would love to hear from you. How are things going as you are implementing more gratitude practices into your own life? All right, that's it for today. Have a beautiful and very happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you'd head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a review so we can continue to get this content into the hands of other incredible women just like you. If you're interested in learning more about the work I do and what coaching could look like for you, head over to rachelolstead.com and book your free clarity call 
so we can explore how coaching can help you create your own dream life too. 